All right, you ready? Uh, yeah, I think so. All right, put your phone down. Hold on one second. I'm just joking with you. Memes are poems according to Ben Champagne. Using words to extract meaning from his surroundings, Champagne challenges the concept of iambic pentameter being the measure of good poetry. Listen to the unique perspective Champagne provides on words and bringing them together. All right, so uh, we're with Ben Champagne today. Ben is a poet, among other things. Uh, today, he is going to be a poet. Uh, so maybe, Ben, you can describe uh, to our audience here a little bit about your uh, approach to poetry and uh, how, how would you describe your style a little bit? Yeah, I like that question. I like the, uh, the among other things because I think uh, to be an artist is to be among other things. Um, I don't think that anybody that I know that's in art is doing one thing on its own. And so my approach to poetry is uh, I love things like like the word hodgepodge is a very nice word because uh, it sounds like what it is, and also uh, it it uh, it acts the way the world is today. Just everything kind of put in like a puzzle piece that isn't really have defined edges. And so I think that my approach to poetry is a lot like the phonetics, you know, and I think that uh, it's among other things, you know, among all my other pursuits in life, like paying the bills. Do you find um, there's any particular element uh, from your environment that inspires you to write poetry or uh, a poem or... Um, you know, where what, what's the, sort of the start source material? Uh, I really like, like, uh, people that collect oddities, um, like oddity shops down in, like, metro areas where they usually will sell, like, herman, human vertebrae, stuff like that. But I'm not really interested in that. So to me, the oddities in life are, like, uh, for Christmas I received an Amazon Echo, and I never took it out of the box. It just kind of sits on my desk and I look at it, and that is kind of my human oddity. That's my, uh, it's my environment that I'm in. Is uh, We have all these Amazon Echoes everywhere we look, and we have all these uh, just wires dangling out of everything. And I feel like modern society, the modern, uh, the modern folk singer has got to be singing about wires because it's all we have so many wires and so many zeros and ones everywhere uh, that it feels like that's what we're inundated with. And so... And that's everybody's modern environment, at least in America. Um, the environment for that looks like it looks like that. So I'm really into computers and this chunk of electronic that we carry around in our phone and our hand. Uh, I like all that kind of stuff, and so I'd say that that's probably my most direct inspiration at the moment. Yeah. So uh, you know, that's that's a little bit of where you're at right now. Um, you know, there's obviously this time before the present. Uh, what got you started writing poetry? Um, was that something that you've done for a long time or, or, or something that you've more recently sort of yeah. found as an outlet? Yeah, I've always been a writer. I remember when I was really young, I would, um, I read the Goosebumps books that kids all had. Oh, yeah. We yeah. were mostly attracted to those, I think, because of the covers. Yeah, and texture. The right? texture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I would actually, instead of writing a book, I would just try to draw a cover, and that would be how I wrote the book. Like, if I could design a title for this thing and just draw the cover. And so I think that's where the fascination for a poem came from, 
is uh, I'm too lazy to do more work than this quick, brief inquiry. But I think that was the immature brain because the mature brain realizes that the more concise the expression, the more research and tougher it actually is to enunciate that feeling with less. And so I think that's where the mature brain has been and uh, maybe even struggling with. Yeah. So, it, you know, start, starting out, you know, it sounds like, you know, it, it felt, and, you know, don't let me put the words in your mouth, but it, it felt like it was like almost an excuse to create something quickly. Uh, and it's evolved into something a little bit more um, delicate or, or precise. Yeah. Yeah. I still like to get it done quickly, though. I think that's the allure of, of that form, because I also write short stories and I've tried my hand at long form, and I think uh, it's just poetry is really poignant today because it seeps into everything we do. It seeps into marketing. It's obviously in our music, and it's certainly in our YouTube culture uh, where everybody can create, and uh, memes, uh, all these things kind of are filled with poetry, and so I believe, um, I believe that the short form is indicative of the times we live in. Sort of uh, the the limitation of a platform like Twitter or yeah, oh, or yeah. having a character limit something I like that. Actually, for all my belief system, just got into using Twitter and uh, I actually really like it. It's like the Wild West yeah. still, which is crazy because it's been around for a while, but it's still buck wild on Twitter. Yeah. Um, in terms of sort of the process of how you how you work through a poem. Um, Walk me through that a little bit. Okay. Um, you know, uh, do, you, do you write it down? Do you type it down? Do you start with a word or a phrase? Uh, or does it all sort of come at once? Um, describe that more for yeah. me. Yeah, I, I love that question, too. Um, you know, we all have micro-obsessions. And I, I am, I'm not one for nostalgia. I don't really reminisce about the past much, even in my own life. And, but I'm, ba I'm big on the future. And so I'm always, my brain is always looking for the next little thing to chew on. And those things come all the time. Recently, this week, I've been reading a lot about the, the friendship or dispute, whatever you'd say, between Raymond Carver and Gordon Lish. And uh, so a lot of material has come from that. And Gordon Lish was his editor. Uh, and some would say that he reformed Raymond Carver's writings. Uh, to what they are now and made them the, the really uh, iconic short sentences that we're used to. They're really powerful with the, the endings that are just so gripping uh, and very cold and very calculated. Um, and so that's a micro-obsession that I've had this week. And so my material almost always comes out of those. Uh, and I, I type, for sure. I used to write by pencil and pen, and I did that, and I wrote a collection of short stories that are still just sitting in pen and paper form, never have been typed out because I'm too busy, among all other things. And so after that, I've decided never to write with a pen again because it, it slows down the editing process. It slows down everything. It, it needs to be digital for me to get it out into the world and so forth. Yeah, so to, sort of to that, to that point in terms of, of distribution, um, you know, I know that you, you've made some zines in the past. Um, tell me more about sort of how you, how you present your poems to people, um, whether that's verbally or written form or, um, you know, how, how, how do you 
how do you want people to read your poetry or receive your poetry? There's a lot of different channels for art. Uh, there's the live setting. There is the you know laying in bed with your lover setting. Uh, there is the setting for the page that's distributed. Uh, there's the internet, which is probably my favorite setting for it. Uh, there are a lot of ways, and, and every form of art, I think, within that and each piece that's created is usually created with the channel in mind I feel like like the reason pop music is pop music today is uh, these artists want to be popular music and so they make songs that are repetitive and and uh, catchy and sing about love you know the primary care of people and then that is what pop music it is and that's the channel and so it goes on radio uh, for a while I made poems with a loop pedal so I would say things into the loop and then it would come around again after a while, and I would say more phrases until, and I would start making sounds until finally the loop was insane, and it kind of, for me, it resembled the chaos of life and trying to balance all these notifications that are coming in or whatever, and surely I can't put that in a book. How could you understand that? Could, could, couldn't even put that on the internet. The only channel for that would be live. You'd have to come see me do a loop pedal poem live, and you know, I only did those for a short period of time. They're, they're hard, and I screwed them up a lot, which is kind of the story of a lot of things I've done. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, when when you make a lot of a lot of material, then imagine you yeah uh, make a lot of mess too. Huh? Yeah, that's another thing too. Is two years ago I decided to write every day. Uh, it was a it was like a New Year's resolution, although I don't believe in resolutions. I just but it, it just timed well because that's. That's a good holiday. Holidays are good to keep your mind and heart aligned with your purpose of being and to actually take those and reflect. And I did. And I said, oh, you know, I should write every day. And so I did that. So I've created a lot and a lot of crap, a lot of journalistic entries, a lot of, you know, not conceptual art like that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm being sort of uh, along sort of that sort of same line. You know, you make a lot, you make a lot that doesn't work, but you make some stuff that does. Mm -hmm. um, how would you describe sort of the, the process of getting better at being a poet or making poetry? Um, tell me a little bit about that. Well, if I knew a lot, I'd be a famous poet. So I can't say that. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, a famous poet, that's kind of an ironic statement, actually. Yeah. I think that's going to be my graffiti tag name, famous poet, you know? Everybody that's listening, really quick, think of the top three fam most famous poets alive right now that you know. There's zero. Crickets. Yeah, Crickets. Exactly. Uh, I think the process of getting better is, uh, you know, it, for me it's been self-reflection and allowing others to kind of give me editing critiques. Um, but what certainly happened is early on when I was a writer, I wrote very, very journalistically. These things were my private ideas and emotions uh, and they seemed good to me, but then when I read them out loud or I showed them to others, I realized they didn't resonate with that universality that some good art requires. Not that all good art requires that. And what happened for me over the time, over time, most of my 20s, is I read a lot. I just read and read and read and got exposed to so much. And through reading and consuming more poetry, I think that's where my teeth got sharpened and that's where my ability to see what good poetry was and where I was at with it and, and that's for someone else to do, you know to even say if my stuff's good or not it is what it is um, but I think reading and exposing yourself I think poetry is one of the few art forms 
where more people practice it than consume it. I think most people write poems or write them in the dark. They lock their closet while their mom's cooking dinner and they write a sad poem about their boyfriend or girlfriend or their cat. But they don't actually read poetry. A lot of people can't name the poets that they love. And, and call me out if I'm wrong. You know, that could be, I'm probably wrong. I'm making a broad assumption. But we don't see a lot of that. And so I think reading certainly is what helped me out. Another thing that helped is really using the editing process. Um, so I write so much, I don't edit everything. I just I write every day, and a lot of it is garbage. But what I do end up doing is going back through and pulling out the lines that are good. And a lot of times when you write that much and you write that often, you work it like a muscle, you remember the things that you wrote you know, later because you'll, you'll be writing a line, and it'll trigger that memory of the last line you wrote that connects with that one. And mm-hmm. so then I get to go back, and I get to dig, and I get to find those. And so most of my writing... Nowadays, at least in poetry format, not in prose, essay, uh, fiction, is very Frankensteined. Um, and for me, it's I talk about the same subjects so often that the Frankensteins, when they're finally together, they don't feel Frankenstein. They feel like like it was one object, but it's an editing process. It's it's light off of mirrors. It's smoke. It's tricks. It's actually just me writing for a long time and just seeing what works. Sometimes you strike lightning, you know, or lightning strikes you and you, you get gold and, and it comes all out in a rush and you obviously have some bad lines in there and you take those out or a bad idea or sometimes bad idea makes it all the way to the end. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's okay too. Um, do you find, you know, sort of with, with the advent of the ability to self-publish and present poetry and present ideas, um, do you find that you're writing more for yourself or more for an audience? Or is there some, some area in between that? You know, um, I know from, for myself, you know, sometimes I question if I post a picture from, because I think it's interesting or because I feel like somebody else is going to find it interesting. Do you, do you I find totally that? I totally understand what you're saying, yeah, and I find that. Uh, I write with an audience in mind often. Um, but I would also say that one of my definitions of art is uh, that you're doing it for yourself. So if you're not doing it for yourself, it almost loses the artistic merit in my belief structure a little bit. Now, to do it for others is fine, but it does, I think it begins for me to question the integrity of whatever the piece is. So it's a combination. I write with an audience in mind um, when I'm writing creative pieces, you know, but Oftentimes, I diverge into journalistic pieces where I'm rehashing my emotions or my feelings of the day, whether it's a response to something I read in my news feed or a personal relationship or whatever it might be. Uh, that happens, but I think um, the audience can shape what it is. I wrote uh, an essay some time ago for an online zine called Bad Subjects, and it was all about... Uh, uh, tax avoidance and tax shelters and so certainly you know I'm, I'm writing for an audience of people that are ready to hear that sort of thing and and vice versa but on the other hand there's another essay I wrote that was an avant-garde version of the same essay and I talked about all the things but I made silly metaphors and almost leaked some poetry into it and that one I wrote mostly for myself as a joke but it ended up being funny enough that I put it on the internet and uh, some publisher from Minnesota hit me up and said, hey, we want to put this in our book, you know, and I thought, well, yeah, so here, there was really no audience in mind, and lo and behold, there was an audience for it, so, yeah, yeah. but I definitely think, for me, it, yeah, yeah, 
Also, I'm having deja vu right now. It's like I dreamt all of this. It's really weird. No, maybe 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 you did. Maybe you were on the podcast before. Whole environment, the mics and the colors of this here, and the way the lighting is. Just really, I think I'm tired. Oh, you might be tired. (laughs) You've got you've got a lot of a lot of responsibility, a lot of things going on. Um, You know, sort of to to close things out. uh, Would you mind uh, reading a piece? Yeah, you for, might have for to, an audience. I will read a piece. Um, I'd love to do that. I'm going to have to find one really quick, so I hope that you cut this part out. Sure, we can. Uh, it's probably going to take me a minute to find a piece. That's, that's okay. That's okay. Um, you just click away on that phone there. Uh, uh, what do what do we want to hear here? Do we want to hear like? Um, it's it's completely up to you. I'll let you. Uh, if you had one one poem that was going to be on one podcast, okay, yeah, no pressure. Well, uh, I'd rather have fifteen poems on fifteen podcasts mm-hmm. if you can make that happen. Oh, this is your first step. Okay, uh, everyone out there that needs a poem for their podcast, hit me up. I'll write one specifically for you at no charge, unless of course you got lots of money, then a very hefty charge. Uh, $10,000 a word, or one penny a word, whatever, zero pennies a word. Actually, I will give you all the change in my pocket if you just let me meet you. Okay, this poem is called Clickbait. Top 10 best places to travel on a budget. 16 ways your ex led you to the actual love of your life. 12 ways your best friend is actually your lover. Three hacks to get you through college. Eight ways to suicide. Five ways the president speaks to influence media. Five songs that were written from the perspective of white males. 33 pictures that will terrify you. 13 times I ignored advice. Six things I did in jail to avoid boredom. Nine best toppings on a pizza. 14 ways to write a sonnet. One way Shakespeare changed the world. Four times your parents were right. Top ten seasons that happen in remote places. Yes, ten seasons. Seven porn actresses say they have no regrets. Three hundred school shootings since the last school shooting. Six people talking loudly outside your window. Three ways to make, to make your sleep darker. Nine names you haven't heard since high school. Twenty potential things you could have said instead of nothing. That's it. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. And one one podcast, <laughs> one, one pod- poem on one podcast. One poem on one podcast. Yeah. And it's right here with, with our good buddy Thor. Well, um, Ben, thank you for sitting down today and uh, sharing a little bit more about that, that process you. and the poems. Um, we'll include uh, some information on Ben down in the description and uh, hit him up if you need a poem for your <laughs> podcast. So anyway, have a great day. Thank you.